Hi, everybody. I'm Ralph Benmergi, and this is my podcast, Not That Kind of Rabbi. Uh, the disclaimer, of course, is that I'm not a rabbi, but nonetheless, if I was, I wouldn't be that kind of rabbi. That's the way that goes, and that's the thinking I have about that subject. I'm going to explore ideas around spirituality, organized religion, disorganized religion, all the different manifestations of some of the people that I've come to know and love over the years, and just to sort of check in on the journey and see where they're at. Somebody who I have known for, well, uh, most of my lifetime since I was maybe 24, three, something. Um, we started together in showbiz. Uh, I came on first and he came on second. And then I thought, I like this guy. He's smart. He knows what he's talking about. Uh, and I've always enjoyed his company and always looked forward to when he comes to town. He doesn't live here anymore. He lives in Los Angeles or its environs. Uh, and he has spent many of his days on, on waves but he'll explain that in his own way. His name is not senior, but junior. John Wing Jr., stand-up comedian, poet, and uh, philosophical and political thinker, I would uh, say. Ah, yeah, well, thank you very kindly. How are you, sir? Fine, thank you. I believe uh, the junior is no longer uh, necessary as a result of something that happened a couple of years ago. Is that the way that works? I believe it is. So believe that when is. the senior passes, there is no junior anymore. Uh, well, you don't, you don't, it's not uh, de rigueur. Do you, no. do, you, do you still use it on stage? No, I stopped using it on stage a long time ago, yeah. but I still use it as my author name. Ah, so that... Because uh, apparently O. Henry was taken. <laughs> Except in the chocolate bars. Exactly, and, yes. Yeah, you could have called yourself Kit Kat, I guess. Uh, <laughs> oh, Kit Kat. That's me. What's your favorite chocolate bar? Oh, that's a good one. Uh, when I was young, it was Arrow. Oh. But, because uh, I liked things plain and pure. But as I've, I think Coffee Crisp is probably my Coffee Crisp? The, the, the sediment layers of Coffee Crisp. Yes, the, the, the rock strata of chocolate. <laughs> The geological wonder <laughs> exactly. of coffee, Chris. Uh, the I don't. I gave up candy about two months ago. Two months ago? Yeah, finally, I gave up candy. You, you, a lot of things in your life, you've had. You have a, had, a give them up. I've thing. had to give them up. Yes. What is that about? <laughs> well, what uh, is, uh, it's almost a ritual for you. I only got addicted to everything I ever tried. So, right. There were some things I was lucky I didn't try, um, and I. As I as I age, and and uh, at a certain point you're you're going toward where the the sea falls off, right? And right. and you 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 feel the downhill slide, uh, so you have to you have to uh, you know. I still drink cola, which is probably not a great idea. I still have sugar in my coffee, but uh, but the candy thing, and I lost ten pounds. How much candy were you eating? <laughs> well, I, I just stopped a particular avenue of sugar. I just stopped it. And and here this is the weirdest thing. I was in uh Grape Lolas? Like was, what 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 were they? Oh I liked I like peppermints a lot, particular Canadian oh. type uh uh not the uh, hard shell ones, the soft uh, with soft chocolate with the mint. No, no, ones? no. They they they're they're hard but they're powdery. Uh, the 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 Dutch do it better than anyone alive. Right. Um, and in the stores, in the drugstore, you'll see them as Canadian mints, and uh, I like those. 
Uh, and I, I saw those. I haven't been able to find those for a long time, but I, I saw them. Crumble in them up, snort them. Well, no, no. I just like just like chew, chewing just, on. Yeah, them. and I love uh, cinnamon gummy bears. I really love cinnamon gummy. Really? Yeah. I just never saw you as a gummy bear kind of guy. Well, not anymore. Right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I'm calling this particular episode with you, Mr. Wing. I'm calling it "My Life Is a Prayer." Not a bad title, I'd say. How do you relate to that idea? Well, I grew up. Uh, Catholic in the in the uh, full tradition uh, post Vatican II, uh, going to church Sundays, uh, going to Catholic grade school, um, altar boy, and then later I was the apprentice and number two organist. So I would do the early the masses that the main guy didn't want to do, hmm. and uh, so you you pray and. You pray the way you learn the multiplication tables. You pray by rote. You you know the prayer, but you don't hear it when you say it. You just say it, right? Right. So, so then I... Uh, so wait, let's go into that for a second. All right. That world, what did you gain from that world? What 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 was the positive part of the altar boy, the... The organist. Uh, okay, I I don't I'm not sure. I mean, clearly it was it was formative in in a in a large sense because I came out of it and wasn't uh, particularly. I didn't. I was lucky enough not to be traumatized by it. Right. Um, but uh, did it feel good? Did you feel like this is home, or was it just I, you I know, know? Probably I did. Probably I did. Um. But there, the things that I remember about it are, are not necessarily formative. I remember the pattern in the floor because I would stare at it a lot and, and imagine it was 2552, 2552, 2552, right? That is so you. Yeah. Uh, I, I get, I well, part of being a comedian or a writer in any real way is you, 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 you have to get down to the floor and look at things from a perspective that you're not getting, right? I like the singing uh, I love. I really like the music. Yeah. When I when I played it, when I sang it, I like those things. Um, you know, I found confession a little odd. Could you please walk me through? Okay, seeing as I as a Jewish sure. person who've never been in confession, all right, give me the right. experience. Well, um, you are prepared uh, at a certain age at certain ages for the sacraments, right? So you do. You're baptized when you're when you have no idea, and then uh, at eight, seven, or eight years old, you you take first communion, which is usually a big deal. There's a party, there are gifts, that sort of right. thing. It's like a bar mitzvah. So. It is, it yeah. is, but uh, but it more for the girls, okay, than than for the girl. The, the girls get a dress. The girls get a special dress, and uh, and there's right. a lot going on there. It seemed to me anyway. You got uh, new socks, right, or or, right. or or new new dress pants or right, something. Right. So you do first communion, and and you're you're informed that you're e- you're informed this this thing that you're eating the the body of Christ and you're drinking the blood of Christ. Although I was never a wine guy, thank heavens, because I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm an addict. But um, so and and why this doesn't freak a child out, I don't know. But it didn't, right? It doesn't freak you out. So you okay, fine. And and it's 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 uh, the most tasteless, disgusting thing you've ever put in your mouth and you're not allowed 
to chew it. This was the biggest thing. That I think it later changed, but you're not allowed to chew it. So you have to you have to get enough saliva on it to make it soft enough to, to swallow, and it is disgusting mm. how long that takes and how bad it tastes. Mm. Uh, but I, I don't want to disparage the church in any way. No. So <laughs> just, uh, just their choice of triscuits. Right. So right. I, yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. So if it had been triscuits, I might have liked it better. Rosemary and olive. I'll take uh, the, look. No. The, the You kneel. The, 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 the supplication is is. Uh, but you're I, not alone. Everybody's doing it. Yes. Yes. But 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 you are alone in your experience. So what was supposedly? Wrong with the supplication? Well, that you're kneeling and he's he's giving yeah, well, it to you. The, is that a bad thing? No. But but it but. But I don't think about it very often, and now I'm thinking about it, and it's it's a little creepy. Well, you know what I mean? Out That's of context. All. Yeah, yeah. Be, be, like anything, I was talking to a, a, a people at a rehab center on Saturday, and I was talking about how you have something, you're, you're transitioning behavior. You have something you did, and you're transitioning to it's something you don't do. So you, you go from I do it to I don't do it. And and you have to have uh, a long period of days that you don't do it before it becomes habit and custom with you. And and so I'm far away from it now. And it becomes right. what you do. Right. It, it, right. It, 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 right. right. It isn't what you don't do anymore. It's what you do. Right. right. That's right. Right. But the... Um, but wait, let's get back to... Right. So supplication, you're kneeling a lot, you're getting up a lot. Uh, and and there 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 are masses of the year, in the year where you're kneeling a lot, and it's not comfortable. And right. it's not supposed to be, is it? No, I'm 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 sure it's not. I'm right. sure that's part of it. So anyway, getting back to confession, which yes. is what your original thing. So you when you're, I believe it's twelve or thirteen, you the priest comes into your class and you're going to be prepared for to take the sacrament of confession, and he talks about you learn a you learn certain things to say because you have to say the same thing each time. Forgive me, Father, for I bless have me, sinned. Bless me, bless Father, me, for oh, I have sinned. Bless me, Father, for I have sinned. I am sinned. heartily sorry for my sins, etc., etc. And he says... No, say uh, the whole thing. Well, no, okay. Bless me, Father, for I have sinned. And he says, remember Jesus Christ is born your Savior. Trust in him and confess your sins. And you say... Uh, and, and, and here's the thing. Um, this is just my opinion. But at 13... What do they want you to confess to? Sexual. There's one thing. You know what I'm saying? There's yeah. one thing they don't want. I I, I talked. I, I I called my sister a bitch. I I talked back to my mother. Uh, I stole something from a store. Disobedience. Uh, but you say something like that. Yeah. And then they say, "Did you do anything else?" And 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 you you had to prepare. For you had to go, you went in on Saturday and you and you you the first few times you had to think okay what did I do right you got to have a lit because you can't go in and say I didn't do anything so you must right? be thinking about it during the week yeah because you yeah. know you're going in so it's a sort of a a, a way of self regulation because you know as you're doing the thing you're going to have to tell them about oh my god I'm or your have to parent tell them your about mother it. might say you better you better mention that to Father that. Boyd on Saturday right. right? My father told a story once on a hot summer day in a, in a brand new white suit. He had to he had to run in to go to confession before he went to, out on a date, and uh, the priest was very. Uh, he, my father was nineteen or twenty years old, and the priest was very 
did you do this? Did you do this? Did you do this? And my father said, told me, the suit didn't survive the confession. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it, it would depend on the priest you got to. Sometimes you would get a priest who was relatively uh, easy about it. Uh, if you'd confess three or four things and he'd say, is there anything else? And no, no, Father. Are you sorry for your sins? I am. And were you? That's the other thing. There was an aspect of it that was sham. You know what I mean? You know what yeah, I mean. Well, <laughs> no, I, okay, I get that part, and I hear that a lot, but I always thought there might be another part that isn't negative, where you actually unburden yourself to someone. We do this with therapists now, where you actually get to say and get it off of you and get blessed and, yep. and, and, and do some healing about it. As opposed to the rest of us who just had to walk around going, I feel so awful about who I am and what I've done and who I am and what I do. And okay, but but does what, that not happen? Uh, yes, in a way. And I've and I later in later years in my life, I occasionally went back, and occasion yeah. and occasionally found it good. But but here's the funny part: everything. I mean, what? Okay, uh, as a preface to this, they are t attempting to develop your personal conscience. Right. And that's a good thing. Right. It is a good thing. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm not crazy about how they do it, but it is a good thing, and it does develop, and you cannot, uh, you cannot commit, I, I don't want to say a mortal sin, but I just said it. You cannot <laughs> commit a mortal sin uh, in your life and not have it hang over you to right. this day, even right. though I'm no longer a practicing Catholic, nor do I support the church. Uh, even though that it's still there, so it, and that's why they do it when you're a kid because it, you know, yeah, it, yeah. It, it imprints itself upon you. So here's the thing from the Jewish tradition: the word sin is not about an an evil act; it is more about a inability to aim correctly. It is being off target. It is. It is about inaccuracy. It's un, well, the Buddhists would call it to be unskilled in your approach to life, as opposed to being skilled in how you are dealing with life. You use an unskilled method to do things in your life. So what you would do is, yes, you would do an, something, but it's not because you're an evil person. There's no original sin to it. It's just that you're actually the kind of person who really doesn't have enough together to aim properly at what they want out of something. Does that make any sense? Yeah. You don't I, like yeah, it, though. No, I don't like it, but but it makes sense. I'm not saying it doesn't make sense. What I don't like about it is you can be extremely skilled at doing bad things. Well, I think when I use the word skillful in the Buddhist sense, it's not about making sure that you're really great at a Ponzi scheme. It, it, uh, okay, right. exactly. That's, and that's yeah. more or less what I was thinking about. No, that's um, Wall Street. <laughs> the, uh, what... All right. What the church? No, the key. There's a key here, though. All right. What the church wants is what yuck yucks wanted in the old days. They want you tethered to them, right? The and and what they don't tell you, and what you have to find out for yourself, is you can do it yourself. You can confess. It's a Protestant point of view, but you can. I know. I'm just saying the Protestant point of view was I don't need all these people to to. Give me permission. 
I can but, be a religious, but, but, spiritual person, or but, either but, one or another. Well, no, no, but I'm I'm talking specifically about confessing. A, okay, confessing, a, confessing right. a sin to to uh, God as you understand. But don't we do that with therapists him now? Or her. Aren't they our confessors? I'm going to tell you this. It's in strictest of confidence, and so I get to say, you know, forgive me, therapist, for I have sinned. I'm but, having an but, affair with three different people. But the thera- is the therapist there to forgive you? I'm not sure. The therapist is... Well, pro- to help you forgive yourself. Exactly. Exactly. And that's different. Oh, that's okay. different, I think. I don't know if that's true. Uh, the, in an in a enlightened moment of confession, I would imagine an enlightened preach, preacher would be able to say, help you to forgive yourself. I, but I think the, the, the being tethered to the to the way the church does it, 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 it closes you off. Sure, sure. And like, I have a friend who, uh, I've, I've, I've had since high school, but we reconnected a few years ago and, uh, he walks the walk. He's one of those guys. Right. Walks the Jesus walk. And if you don't walk it, he couldn't care less. Right. He simply couldn't care less. It's his walk. It's not yours. Right. right. He has his opinions. Occasionally we disagree. Big deal. Not a problem. So uh, I would occasionally ask him to pray for things. When I quit smoking, I, I was at I was with him for a day, and I said, I have to quit smoking, and I need help. I need strength, and I would like you to pray for that strength for me. Mm. And uh, he is of the belief that uh, it's, it's uh, I, I, won't, I won't say it right. I'll have to paraphrase it. Uh, whenever two or more get together in my name, I hear them. Like that, yes. right? Okay, yes. so he's that cool. So one day I'm on a plane and I'm flying somewhere and um, I think, oh, I'm a, I, I need this to happen or I need my daughter to be safe or something I was thinking about and I thought I must call Daryl and ask him to pray for this. So why wouldn't you pray? Why wouldn't you extemporaneously pray? And then I thought to myself, well, I should pray for it first. Ah, and then I will tell him to pray for it, and then there will be two, and then it, right? Right. And I told that story, and we were hanging around, he and his wife and some other people, and I told that story. And I said, and then, and then it occurred to me, I, I could pray for it myself. And there was a pause, and his wife said, and it only took six years. <laughs> <laughs> and that's true, because uh, the, the, here's another thing about growing up Catholic. Uh, you 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 know uh, things from the Bible that the things they would like you to know. You, you are not encouraged in any way to read the Bible for yourself. Hmm. They read things to you, and that's what you're supposed to know. And just relax; you don't need to know any more than that. And and that isn't exactly uh, blatantly said, but it's totally implied, in my opinion. And I'm sure there will be people who disagree. But when you were a kid, did you ever want to be a preacher or a priest? No. Really? No. It might have uh, a fleeting idea of it might have passed over on a on a. See, I'm only saying it in a surprised day, way because I know that part of getting up on a stage as a stand-up comedian is wanting that same sermon moment that you can get in the other way, but. With lots of laughs, right? Right. It's funny. I'm I'm working on a p. I'm working on something right now that I'm going to be trying tonight. Um, and uh, the the whole problem with it is it's too preachy, and I'm trying to find a funny angle 
on something that that I am actually passionate to speak about. It's very Fine. difficult. When I remember when Mort Saul came to the club, were you around when Mort Saul? Came no, but I've met was? Mort Saul. Yeah, not a fun guy. Nobody's fascinating to talk to. Yes, but my point was he came to the club, and he preached. I mean, preached. Took right. out a newspaper and was preaching the gospel. And then every once in a while, he'd tell a really solid joke, right? He had a hat. Yeah, yeah, And the place would go nuts. And I realized, as a stand-up, you can say anything you want as long as you throw them a lifeline every once in a while where they get to laugh. You you know, Uncle Dirty, you know, all all these kinds of comics do that sort of thing. You know, uh, Uncle Dirty, uh, our audience might not know, his name was Robert Altman, and he uh, he died a couple of years ago in an old folks' home in New Jersey. And I called him about a year before he died and uh, say, hello, how are you, Dirty? We always called him Dirty. And uh, he said, John, great to talk to you. Did you hear? Uh, There's so much lead in the water in Flint. Uh, the child molesters are using magnets. Oh, and, I, and he was 84 years old. 84. And, he was, and he had a joke for me that he had written that day. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I told it to somebody, and they said, uh, lead doesn't attract magnets. Le- lead wouldn't work. And I just thought, Oy. man, it's not. <laughs> yeah. I was sort of on the child molester buzzkill, uh, you know, in well, the but, joke. But yeah, uh, he, that was his type. That was his kind of joke. Of course, because he was a provoker. Joke. All right. So let's. Okay. So I'm sorry. We got we've left there. the Catholic Church. I did leave. But, right. but it was weird. I had children and I came back. Which is, that's not weird. That's so well, many people do yeah, that. Yeah, but, but the, then, okay, I had children. So I why back. did you come back? I wanted them baptized. I, I wanted, why? Because I was. It was it was foolish. It was. Was it? Because I wanted them to have something of the childhood I had. Okay. Even though I was raising them in California with a woman who was not a Catholic and wasn't terribly religious, although she's not atheist. Um, uh, so I, I wanted them baptized. For, for my parents, maybe. Uh, for uh, they had grandparents alive right. too when 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 they were born. Anyway, so I had them baptized. But you, uh, it sounds like it was just a reflex, like maybe might have somebody been. hits my, your knee. Your my mother up. had a my mother had a a, a a baptismal dress that went back to 1879 with Cinzano Concilio, and uh, the last two names on it are my daughters and it will probably be the last two names that are ever on it. Oh, you never know. Uh, you never know, but it's continuity was important to you. At in a point. way it was. Um, and then when they got to, uh, a reasonable, uh, what reasonable thought process age four, five, six, I started taking them. When oh. I was home. I would take them. I found a church I liked and a priest I liked and I took them to, church on Sundays Catholic at church. Holy Redeemer in, wow. uh, in uh, Did not know that. La Cunata, California, or La Montrose, California. And after about six to eight months of that, this is the late 90s, I, I, uh, I stopped and I never took them again. Why? Uh, the, there were disagreements I had with the church and, and eventually I couldn't handle it. Couldn't handle it. Especially LBGTQ, especially right. that that right. really bothered me. Yeah, it's a deal breaker the, the, for a lot the, of people. Uh, the lack of compassion I was hearing from the pulpit, right? For for people, and uh, I, I put I put it somewhere the other day. 
I, whatsoever you do to the least of my brothers. I mean, it's, I love the language that I grew up with. I love what it says. And I've learned things from priests. When I was uh, long past having left, I went back, I was home one Christmas, and my mother said, come to church with me, and I did. And the priest did a sermon about the power of forgiveness uh, in that God gives us this power to forgive other people. And uh, and I had never looked at it that way, and I was fascinated by it, and I and I it has informed me mm. ever since. Not that I'm a perfect person or anything like that. You're so close. I'm so awful. But, <laughs> so close. But, but but I have I have reached out to people and attempted because hating someone. This is what I'm trying to talk about on stage right now is hate, I, which I don't understand. But because it is poison. It is not hurting you. Well, that's you. what you say. Hate is it the is, poison you drink, I, hoping to kill the other person. Right. If I hate you, it doesn't hurt you. Well, if you knew I hate it. But let's say I hate Justin. even Justin. Let's say I hate Justin Trudeau. Is that is that uh, putting a crimp in his day? Or really? Donald Trump. Or Donald Trump. It, it It's not. So it's it's only poisoning me. And that's what I'm trying to talk about. All right. Let's. I want to talk about, because it is a narrative of your life, addiction. Okay. Not in a tell me all your things. Not in a bad way, <laughs> but but how you have spiritually navigated addiction? Well, uh, not perfectly. You know, I got a, I got away from it by myself, and did five years without any meetings or programs, and I saw the fifth anniversary of being sober as some great destination, some great end of the journey place, right? Where I would be happy again. And You'd blah. be free. Yeah. And uh, turned out it was, you know, turned out the great city was a big hole in the ground. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I discovered, it, I was talking about this the other day at the at the place, which was God was looking out for me until I could look out for myself. And a few times, I'm sure he went, look, <laughs> I'm doing my best here. I'm sending rowboats. I'm sending people to help you, and you're just not getting it. <laughs> um, and he still looks out for me when I'm not able to, or when I ask him to, or when I'm not able to look out for myself, et cetera, et cetera. But you are told in your life. You ha I, I had a vision I had a dream vision when I quit drugs, and the and 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 year, in later years I. I what was the vision? It was uh, I was on my deathbed, and this was a fantasy I'd had all my life. Okay, have, being on a de on my deathbed, and everyone was sad, really sad, <laughs> and apologizing to me. But this was a new one. Apologizing right, to you because of the awful way they treated me. Wow. Um, and. The, this was a new one. I was, how old was I? I was 35 years old. I was on my deathbed and I was apologizing for everything. And I thought, I don't want to die apologizing for everything I did. Um, uh, the, uh, what is it? Uh, when, what's the old joke? I just want to know when God gets to, he's going to be reading a list of my sins. And when he gets to, and you ate a Big Mac, he'll be finished. <laughs> it's an old joke that yeah, I'm yeah, just yeah. doing the punchline. But yes. So, uh, and there are other visions. God, uh, uh, five years ago, give or take, uh, I had a vision that said, you know, if you 
don't stop smoking. You'll be dead in 10 years. And this is how it's going to happen. And it was very clear. And that's when I stopped. So, so there are visions. So I, have you had visions? Well, that's what I was going to ask you is what, tell me about visions. Like, well, uh, it's, it's not visions. something, something that is, seems to be you, but isn't you. Something that sounds like you, but isn't you says something to you out of body. Um, or, or just another aspect can, of you. It can be out of body or, or not. But, but in each case, it is, it is uh, imparting this truth to you that you, for some reason, you stubborn bastard, are refusing to face. It is, it is giving you a truth. And occasionally, like I got ill uh, when I was 40 or 41. I got wildly ill and I almost died and it, and it manifested itself in, in, uh, lesions from wow. head to foot. Wow. And it was, it was stress from leading this, this incredibly, uh, du- bad, bad double life. This, this constant lying, this constant bullshit that I was laying on, on, in my relationship and my, in my life. And that's how it manifested itself. And, uh, and, uh, now I know that, that, uh, it's so much less stressful to, <laughs> to, to not have to lie about something. I'm going to ask you a question about this though. Okay. If all of those years you had regular, uh, regularly gone to confession, would you have let that mountain get that big? Well, uh, possibly, but I w- you know what you I mean? Can, like yes, if you, you have can to conf- keep telling someone that you're doing these things. If you can confess, I could confess something to a priest and still hide it from others. Except if you're confessing that you're hiding it from others, you're surfacing the issue. Forgive me, Father, because I'm True. lying to my wife. I'm lying it. to my wife, absolutely. Right? Yes. And then you go home and lie to your wife and think, wow, I'm really, this, this is a thing. It is. Right, because now I know that somebody knows that I'm doing this, and I'm doing it right now. Look at that. Like, I, I, I'm not you saying know, that's you an should. E- no, I'm it's d- an excellent question. It's excellent. I don't know. You, you, could, you could easily be right that mm. it would have been much easier, and my, my arms are folded, and I've closed up because <laughs> I don't want to accept this particular thing. Who the hell invited <laughs> this guy into my head? I thought he was you know, my friend. I got to say this. You are not a standard rabbi. This is not why I came here. Um, no, the uh, I'm here for the kiddish. You, I learned. There's a word I love. Opsimath. Opsimath. It means someone who learns things way late. <laughs> Isn't that all of us? Yeah, yeah. It is to a degree. But so, so when you're going through dealing with those addictions in the first place, I know that AA has the idea of there is a a higher power. And yes. What is, was there something where you remember actually the process of giving, surrendering yourself up to a higher power? Yes. Tell but me it's, about but that. It's a, but it's, but um, it's, okay. Uh, it's a way to uh, accept that there are things you don't control. Because, because one of the big problems is, uh, uh, if I get mad about this, what I want to happen will happen faster. Right. What does that mean? Well, uh, 
if if I am frustrated, uh, if, uh, when you're when you're uh, when you're addicted, when you're an addict, it's harder to recognize things that are out of actually out of your control, so that your stress about them, your anger, your frustration, is completely useless not the addictions themselves but the things you stress about in life right right okay. and 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 uh so here, oh, for, as an example um being a, a comedian you are uh, your only two rules in life are in in your job are, are about time beyond time do your time that's all it is time time so being on time is is uh enormous to me getting to the airport on time missing a flight Having a, a having a difficult connection that's short, and I have to make the connection. And ever since I got to AA, which is now twenty years ago, uh, I am able to reduce my stress by literally saying, "I'm giving this to you." Right. Uh, and and I I say God, but it doesn't have to be God. I am I'm just taking it away from me. I'm giving it to you. My my, your child leaves the house. This is something I know you can relate to. Your child leaves the house, and your concern for the child rises, and your information regarding the child <laughs> goes down to almost nothing. Almost nothing. Um, and 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 so, uh, you you, I have raised this child as best as I can, and now they are in the world. And I, if they call and want help, I am going to help. But uh, the rest of the time. I have to leave this to you. I ha- I cannot control this. I cannot say, I cannot get mad at my child for getting, let's, shall we say, a tattoo, or let's let's go a little further and say, a second tattoo, <laughs> <laughs> because it is not in my control. Unless it's a view, of course. <laughs> no, it's I got not. my dad on my right shoulder. <laughs> That's creepy. Yeah. Um, but. Care about him? Is he dead? No, not yet. But it, I've got my dad on my right shoulder. In the prayer, uh, to accept yeah. the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. And really, really, the wisdom to know the difference is is probably is the most important thing. So, when you say God, what 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 is God to you? The best part of me. Oh, the goodness that is in me. Really? Yes. The thing. The thing that informs me to be good is God. Wow. I'd never thought, I, I, to me, well, I have a God is everything, everything is God kind of head. So for me, if you have God, God is also all the bad things. God is everything. Right? So well, that, did you that grow evil, up with, but you didn't grow up with the devil is the big deal. No, right? no, we don't have, well, we have angels, but we don't have, Devil's heaven's hell. They bring chicken soup, I understand. A touch. <laughs> a touch. Or vegan chicken soup in my case. But no, um, th- that's the thing is that there's a totality, that everything is God, not God is the good part of me. Now that's just... But but I'm I'm maybe it's a selfishness for me. God is my experience. That sounds like a guardian angel to me. But that's, that's, my, that's my idea of God. Like, there are four archangels, right? Yes. There's Michael or... I've Ma- met Michael. No, I'm kidding. Just John Travolta. <laughs> the movie. Uh, Michal, Michael, which is the angel of love. And then there's Gabriel or Gabriel, which is the angel of strength. Okay. And then there's Uriel, who is the angel of vision. And Raphael is the angel of healing. Ah. So those four angels in mystical Judaism are the things love, that surround strength. you. 
Love, vision, strength, vision, and healing, healing right? And that yeah. a meditation would be to revolve around all four of those angels as your guardians and your archangels, um, in that order. But you, you could you could see that as a as but a, not a, God four God. way four way stations controlled controlled from the core, which is God. You could certainly see sure, that. of course. But you, but just the idea that God is the goodness of us because I did, somebody put a rock in our neighborhood from the evangelical church around the corner and they had painted it. God is good. And I thought, okay, they're clearly not Jewish. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Because you know what? It's a little more complicated than that. Well, yes, but, but, God does it need thing. to be? Does it need no, no, to be more complicated? No, complicated than that? I, I wasn't saying it like good you're is wrong. God is just as no, no. I'm not saying it like you're wrong. No, no. I'm, just I'm not saying it's so interesting to me because I don't see God as only about goodness. I just see it as about the totality of everything, but which that, has to encapsulate the bad as well. Yes, the, I don't see. See, I like. I, I believe in. Science, I believe in evolution. Another reason I had a problem with the church. Um, uh, They're not compatible. They could be. Uh, the the the, the, the pope is the, the pope has attempted to. Did the, you read this? The pope's yeah, the I have not read climate? it, but you should. The, it's fantastic. The pope, I like this pope. Right. Um, but but I know it's lo- a dry pope. <laughs> <laughs> I I like this pope, but uh, there's not a. Um, uh, there That's is there enough. is a randomness to life, there it, there really is. Yeah. I, I I just read a book I'm going to recommend to your listeners, The Tangled Tree, by David Quammen, who is someone I love and read a lot. Um, and it, it talks about the randomness of of the way genes latch on and latch and you know clap on and clap off you but uh flame on exactly flame, yeah good hey google <laughs> <laughs> i need this gene the um so i don't see god uh in a physical world sense right i see him and i don't see him necessarily or i even i shouldn't even say him the him i don't i i, I grew me. up with that it's yeah, bad I for know, me to I say know. the him i see I God. see the non-binary God. I see it. I see, uh, yes. Uh, I remember, th- this freaked me out. I'll tell you a quick story. Grade five, yeah. Miss Hillman, who later married an ex-priest. Miss Hillman said, what is heaven? She asked us, what is heaven? And we were saying it. We were trying to get it. And she was saying, no, 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 no. And finally she said, heaven is a state of being. And I never forgot it. And I don't know why I didn't forget it. The older I get, the more, the more I wonder what in the name of God she was doing, telling a fi- a, a group of whatever. Well, uh, clearly she had a ten-year-old high ten-year-old kids in grade five at a Catholic school that heaven was a state of being because none of us knew what she meant. Right, right. Uh, but uh, God is what makes me good. Oh, God is what makes okay. me want to be good. When I when I ask when I pray, I ask for the path I've all, and this is something I've always done since I was in my te- late teens. Show me the path. I can walk the path. I can get to where you want me to go. If you show me the path, do you think there's a place God wants you to go? Absolutely. And where is it? What is it? I, I ain't there. You don't yet. know. <laughs> well, he got me to where I am. Right. You know, uh, we have, we have discussed this privately before, uh, I said to my daughters 
the best thing you can do when choosing someone to marry is to be really lucky. (laughs) (laughs) And I was really lucky. And not only that I married that person, but that she stayed with me and we got through some very difficult periods. And now our children left and we discovered this awesome thing that was uh, 25, 30 years after we met, all the things we liked about each other were there, mm-hmm. still intact, waiting for us to come back to a place where we could be mm-hmm. together without children in the house. So now... And that's luck, and that's God, and that's God saying, here's the path, walk the path. Okay. Right? All right. So a life of stand-up, a life of yes. thinking of what to say to people, is stand-up a prayer, or is it just a craft? Uh, it, it's totally a craft, but it's a, it's a, it's a prayer. If you, if you, in, if you can, uh, um, conjoin the word prayer with fantasy, because what stand up is, it is something that happened to you that you, uh, embellish fantastically. Uh, but in sharing that with an audience and that moment in that night with that joke explodes and there's that moment where you don't have to work for a minute. You can yes. just be with these people. Oh, baby. But but uh, did you see uh, Nanette? Did you see the Hannah Gadsby special? No. Does anyone here? Oh, see I did. Yes. Yes. yes okay. Yes. She ta- I she did. she talked. She de- deconstructed her did, entire and, act. And, but it was beautiful, and it, it was also it was viciously painful to listen to. Paradigm changing. Though yeah. and 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 you can already see in two years oh, it's the, the changes that it has wrought in, in the business in in the idea of what stand up is, and she talked about how you create tension and then you release it. I can give you an example. You re, you want a quick example? Yes. I okay. Do. Um, I talk I talk on stage about my neighbor Bill, who is a a retired policeman, and he is a. Uh, He's a gun enthusiast. He has a he has a big display case in his front room, and it's full of guns. And every time he buys a new gun, he invites me over to see it. And uh, he had me over a few weeks ago see the new Glock. You know, lovely. Oh, it's it's nice. It's shiny. You know what are you saying? Do you want to hold it? Oh, fine. Okay, I'll hold it. I just hold touch it. it. I hold up my hand for it. Right. Touch it, touch it. Please, just touch it. And uh, I hold up my hand, he gives it to me, and he, and he looks at me kind of a little funny, and he says, hey, John, how many uh, how many guns you got over, over your house? And I said, oh, God, well, if I had to kill, <laughs> none, none. And he says, none? What are you, crazy? What if somebody tries to break into your house? And I said, well, I'm, I'm on the road a lot, Bill. Uh, odds are I, I won't be home. And he says, what if somebody breaks in and tries to have sex with your wife? And I said, well, he, he could try. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure a gun would actually work in that situation. <laughs> she doesn't respond to metal. Uh, and, and so it, when I tell that joke, um, the, the, the audience, especially on a cruise ship. Right. Uh, Where you do a lot of your I work. I do a lot of my work. They're, they're older. And the, there's a tension I, by merely discussing the topic in a, in a fairly innocuous way. I don't make a judgment upon it at all, but by merely bringing it up, I create a tension 
And then uh, at the uh, uh, when we go to he could try. Right. I've already released a little tension with I won't be home. And then when we when we turn over into the fact that he can try to have sex with my wife if he wants, the the, the we're, we don't have to deal with the, right. The, right. You let him off the hook. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and and I also say something pretty funny. So right. you know and and. So we're deconstructing a little a little joke here, but but it's the creation of tension and the release of tension. But that's not a prayer, or maybe no, it's it is. not. Comedy is about producing a sound that makes me feel really good because it means they like me. That's all comedy is to me. Huh? I'm 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 I'm. You don't want to leave them with something. No. No, no, that's that's too dangerous to me. To, that's too dangerous to think. Not not too dangerous to do. It's to, I'm going to leave them with something regardless because I can't do comedy without being me, without showing me. Right. Right. Um, uh, right. So you're sharing the human condition. I am absolutely, but but I but I do not ever worry or think about leaving them with something. No. No. So you're communing with them. You're saying we're all in this together. I'm like you. Yeah, I'm a human yes, being. Yes, you must connect. Yes. But but it, what, see, you're looking at it, and not to criticize, but Ralph, sit down. <laughs> we must talk. Um, you're My look, office. You're looking at it from, uh, from pure, almost purely from a philosophical standpoint, many years removed from from the last time you did it. And, 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 and we all do it for different reasons, too. It's not, I'm not saying... Everyone should do it for the reason I do it, uh, or does. But, but you're looking at it from uh, from afar. No, I'm looking at it from a religious point of view because I, I would tell you the same thing if you were a rock singer, and there were fifteen thousand people in the arena and they were all listening to you sing a song. I, I see that as a spiritual experience. I don't. It, it I don't see it be. as a just a. A, a genital experience. No, no, no. I'm not seeing it as I'm, my not, body. I'm not seeing that either. But. What I'm saying is, I believe if if I think that, uh, it, like it's not funny if it, it's not true, right? I mean, it's got to uh, have an essence of, of sincerity to it. You can't just keep contriving things, or can you, you? Can't. That's true. It most something in it has to be true, right? It, and and it should be the thing that starts it. So if a so if a comic says. Why is it we look between our legs when we go to the bathroom? What are we checking for exactly? Everyone in the audience goes, oh, thank God I'm not alone. I thought I was the weird guy yes. who looks at his own feces. Yes, but you can't write it. We do all You can't that, write, right? no, oh, absolutely. Sorry, just ask. <laughs> you can't write it. a friend. You can't write it with yeah. that idea in mind. No, you, but it doesn't, you don't need to, have, it's, it's not that you need an intentionality. It is second nature just to know that you have to, be sincere in what you're writing or else it's not going to be funny. You don't just write for construct. I, I recently wrote two 10-minute sets to, to uh, give to Winnipeg Comedy Festival to, to uh, submit for, for possibly being on their, their gala next year. And uh, I went to a comic friend of ours, Simon Rakoff, to, mm. to help me with them before I submitted them. And he, he was, had some ideas for one and he had some ideas for the other. And as I was working on the particular, one particular one, I realized this is not you, John. This is not right. your, this is not your voice. Okay. This so, is not you. So I'm saying all this to get to the point of you as a prayer. You as a, Yes. You, so if if John Wing is a prayer, what is that prayer? Oh, I haven't thought of that. Um if if John Wing, you mean the performer? No. Just John Wing is a prayer. 
my prayer is uh, um, uh, fail better, show me the path. Fail, fail better is a great prayer. You're talking uh, uh, Samuel Beckett. Yeah. Try, fail, try again, fail again, fail better. We, we, we're, I, uh, unfortunately, the generation we're, we've, we've produced, that we've raised, uh, I don't think they understand the value of failure the way we do. You think they just want success? No, no, I don't they think... They just want to leapfrog No, 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 part? no, I don't think they... they you know, you sound I, like an old fogey. I do, but I don't think they... Like a I don't, I don't... You have to fail first. I, I, you remember, you saw me... I do it every day. You, you, you... Well, of course, but, but at what you want the most, you must fail first. Right. There's no... Like I tell people I, I did comedy the first night and I destroyed. And then a week later, I did the exact same thing and it was... Uh, there was no sound. I, they, they hated me. It was awful. And, and that hooked me. That was, right. the, was right. the catalyst, right? And uh, I... Uh, oh, God. You know what? My prayer is, I, can I be good? Find a way to be good. Find a way to help. Faust sold his soul to the devil for a moment of perfect contentment, and he, he found it helping someone uh, on the street, uh, well, helping an old man across the street. And I, I'm, I, I can just imagine him th- looking up saying, I sold my soul for this. <laughs> for this, I, I sold I was my soul. I get something out I, of what <laughs> Instead, this guy gets across the street. Yeah. That's, that's why a, when a guy... Service, you know? And, and service is exactly right. But service is also a highly Catholic uh, virtue. And a highly AA. Here's a, a key about AA. When you talk about prayer, at the end of AA meetings, when I first started going to AA, and God led me to this meeting, God, uh, through certain people, uh, through through these ricochets, I ended up at this meeting, and I, I've, and we, we do the Lord's Prayer. You hold hands and you do the Lord's Prayer at the end of the meeting. And I heard it for the first time in years. I actually heard the prayer and, and started deconstructing it like a poem. What, is, what does this line mean? What does that line mean? And I realized that the prayer is meaningless without, if you cannot do the forgive those who trespass against us. If you can't do that, it's a meaningless prayer to me. Right. And, and I learned that by saying it and actually hearing it rather than, okay, it's the end of that we're going to say the Our Father now so we can all go home and get drunk and watch football, right? Right. So that, that's, forgiveness is the prayer. Forgive myself, forgive others. Don't hate. Don't hate. Well, I pray for you. That, oh, stop um, it. I hate you. No, I do. <laughs> I do. I, uh, that uh, yeah. those things that you know, that those shadows that, that sometimes walk beside you for the things that have happened mm. and the things you've done to yourself Yes, that you find a way to uh, make peace with all of them and uh, enjoy and savor the moments that you have with those who you love because you love them dearly. A beautiful sentiment. And to you as well. Thank you, sir. Or as the Catholics would say, and also with you. Better than a poke in the eye with a sharp <laughs> stick. That's what my people say. Uh, John Wing, uh, I, can I still call you John Wing Jr.? Of course. John Wing Jr., stand-up comedian, poet, philosopher king, and... Uh, <laughs> uh, philosopher s- prince. Scourge, I, it's too much ego. <laughs> scourge of the heavily armed suburbs of Los Angeles. <laughs> 
thank you for doing this. I really my pleasure. Uh, I'm Ralph Benmergi. This is Not That Kind of Rabbi, my podcast. And we're hoping that uh, you enjoy it as much as I enjoy doing it with you and getting to be with these people and share a little bit of time. If you want to get in touch with me, it's Ralph Benmergi, at Ralph Benmergi for Twitter, Ralph Benmergi on Facebook, and Ralph Benmergi at gmail.com if you want to uh, drop me a line and tell me what you think and uh, all of that sort of stuff. You take care of each other, and uh, I'll see you again on Not That Kind of Rabbi. podcast has been produced by TMDS and accelerated by Rome Phone. 
Rome Phone brings you the most reliable virtual phone service to run your business and protect your home number from unwanted calls. Visit romephone.ca to get started.